Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Can we talk for a second? Because I have something to confess. If you've listened to this podcast before, and I hope you have, just a friendly reminder to rate and review, thank you very much, but you know that I like quality TV and movies. You know, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily highbrow, but I can get down with some art from time to time, you feel me? But here's the thing. I also really, really like reality TV sometimes. Now, I'm not just talking about, like, Housewives or something, you know, although I do watch The Housewives. I'm talking about competition reality shows. We're talking Survivor, Amazing Race. You know what I mean? Like the good ones, the ones that you're not embarrassed to tell your friends that you watched last night. Those reality shows. Well, cut to a recent Saturday. I'm home relaxing, maybe taking some naps. Yes, naps plural. Who are you to judge me? When I stumble upon this new show on Peacock called Traders, hosted by one of my faves, Alan Cumming. Because it features coming and a few reality TV stars that I recognize, I figure, you know, I'll just give it a shot. Why not? Fast forward to 4 a.m. and I am still awake because I had to binge the entire season of the show. It was that good. And I just, I literally could not turn away. So the show, it's based on a Belgium show and versions of it have popped up in other countries like the United Kingdom, but it was the U.S. version that really made it explode. The premise is very murder mystery. Guests show up at the Scottish castle for a little game. A few of the guests are informed that they're traitors. Their task is to quote-unquote murder other house guests and conceal their identity so nobody finds out that they are the traitor. The other house guest's job is to discover who the traitors are and then vote them out, get them out of there. Each episode ends with a house vote on who they think the traitors are, followed by a secret murder meeting of the traitors themselves. House guests learn the next morning at breakfast who has been murdered by the traitors. Insert scary music here. At the end of the game, if the remaining house guests successfully identify the traitors, they split a $250,000 cash prize, which is great. But if a traitor makes it to the end, they get to keep all the money. Now, the house guests are a mix of regular people and reality show stars that you probably know, like Brandy Glanville from The Real Housewives, or Sri Fields, one of my favorites from Survivor, or Kate Chaston from Below Deck, Olympian Ryan Lochte, among others. Okay, so because I was obsessed with this show, but also, like, based on the ratings and how people reacted to it online, chances are you're probably obsessed with the show, too. So, of course, I had to talk with the show's host, Alan Cumming, about literally everything about the show. Oh, and if this wasn't, like, exciting enough, it was just announced that Andy Cohen will host a reunion of the show's cast very soon. It's like Andy Cohen knew I needed that. Frankly, Andy Cohen usually knows what I need, to be honest. Anyway, grab a snack because I'll be right back with Alan Cumming and stick around at the end of the show to find out who I'll be chatting with next week on The Parting Shot.
If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I can't tell you. So I started to watch Traders. I didn't know much about it when I went into it. I started it on a Saturday afternoon. My boyfriend and I started watching it. We were up until 4 a.m. We had to finish it all. We watched (laughs) it all in one sitting. I am addicted to it. What is it about this show that you think people are so excited about? I think it's a, because it's a combination of so many things. It's like Clue. It's like a reality show, like Big Brother, because you're watching people doing things. It's got a competition element. It's got this psychological stuff going on. It's got, and it's in a castle in Scotland. It's this campus Christmas. It's the campus thing I've ever done. And that's me saying that. <laughs> and it's just this campus Christmas. I appear like some weird sort of sadomasochist, eccentric Scottish laird sort of in ridiculous costumes and make them do these crazy tasks. And also there's, you know, they are all in a bubble. The people are on a bubble Mm -hmm. and they become obsessed. They become absolutely obsessed and lose their minds. And it's just, that's why I think in a way, it's probably quite a good thing to binge it all in one day because you get into the world of just, of them in the way that they were completely just obsessed for those weeks we were in that castle. So it's, it's a, and I think it's just the combination of so many things. And also another thing I think is that, People lying, like we don't get mm. to see, we don't get to just watch people blatantly lying Yeah, and they have to lie mm-hmm. and you see them lying and you see how well they do it or how badly they do it, how much it affects them and hurts them. And I think that's a really fascinating thing to watch. There is something special about that because I feel like we're living in a moment now where every, like the be real app, like everyone wants us to be real. And I always say like, I don't, I don't want to be real because <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> no. real. Like I kind of <laughs> like a little lie, you know, right now. Right now, I've got a ring light. I've got makeup yeah. on and I'm wearing a suit that's not mine. I don't want to be real. I don't want to choose. <laughs> this is my real house I'm in, but I don't want anything else apart from that. I, I want to be completely fabricated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the mix of what I thought was really interested in is the mix of reality stars that we know from other reality shows, both competition and just regular reality shows, and then also regular people. I was worried that that wouldn't really mix, but it did and it, it they they work together really well don't you think yes i mean i and also i felt i mean I, I, what i thought was interesting a lot of those real people were big reality show fans mm-hmm. so they and you know i think like what is a reality star it's just someone who's been on a reality show and now those people are on a reality show so they're <laughs> reality stars in waiting so it's not yeah. it's not that big a difference obviously the reality ones are better known and there were some that weren't, I mean, like Ryan, the swimmer and things like that. But, yeah. but I, I don't think it really, some of the some of the reality ones were bigger personalities, but I think there was, you know, some big personalities in the real people as well. And I actually quite liked it. it brought, there was some sort of resentment about 
the difference between the celebrities and the real people, which added to the tension in yeah. the game as well. So it was quite a clever thing to do, I think. I mean, seeing Brand, I'm a huge fan of the Housewives, and seeing Brandy Glanville or anyone from Bravo interact with a real human being is. I think good television, <laughs> you know, because yes. she's she's the farthest but thing her, from her, normal. And her on that boat when they were growing out to get a light for the burning the wicker man it just cracked <laughs> me up. Absolutely cracked me up. Are were you a fan of reality TV before this? No, no, no. I mean, I I uh, would occasionally watch it like in hotels and on planes and stuff mm-hmm. I, that's, I would sometimes catch things. So I, I recognized Brandy and I recognized Kate cause I'd watched below deck yeah. a couple of times and I, I knew Ryan. Yeah. I knew Ryan, but none of the others I knew, uh, then, but I'm very familiar with them now, Yeah. but it's not, it's not something, I think it's actually good. I didn't, I came to it without any sort of preconceived notions. And also like I, I came into it, because I thought, why are they asking me? I had no idea why they And then I actually saw the Dutch version and really was obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And it's much less sort of grand and camp than ours, but it's the actual core of the game is really the obsession. And then I, they said they wanted me to sort of play this heightened character, this sort of eccentric dandy layered. Yeah. <laughs> and that really excited me. So I came into it with no sort of, not only any preconceived notions of what it should be like, but also with this new energy and this new, Thing, which I now realize is completely uh, unusual yeah. <laughs> in these types of shows for someone to play a character like I'm doing. I mean, <laughs> I you, know that. you played it so well. And the, I have to ask you about the list of outfits because you had you had more outfit changes than like Carrie in an episode of Sex in the City. Like you literally like <laughs> had a wardrobe team. Was that were you a yes. part of the sort of the clothing part of it? Because I feel like that's a lot of you. Yeah. Oh, a lot of those suits are mine. Yeah, uh, that were just kind of taken from my wardrobe, and then you know, mixed with a beret and slippers and a sash and the brooch, you know, and made even more camp. I mean, I think I I like wear I, I like wearing suit that's sort of you no, know, it's a suit. It's like it's it's loud or it's colourful or it's something. It's saying something. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm like. Hello, I'm Alan coming in a suit. What do you expect? <laughs> but he did this. The Sam, the Spectre, the stylist, did this really good thing of kind of making that the least interesting part of it. So that mm. it was just, you know, compounded. Yeah. And I think that's what, uh, it was great fun. And I did feel like every morning when I would come into the breakfast room, was when they come down and, you know, one of them has been murdered and they realize there's one less. And I would, I would, they'd be all chatting and then I'd get a cue. I have a little thing in my ear Yeah, and I would come in and they would all be kind of gasping and applauding as I came <laughs> in each day as they realized I was going to be wearing something more and more bizarre. Yeah. You were kind of like a Scottish Madeline Kahn from Clue. You know what I mean? You kind of. Gosh, what? And what a compliment. Thank you. I love her in that. Oh, God. She's my my God. That's my friend Rod. My friend Rod is upset. He introduced me to that film and that thing was because of the burning, burning on my face. Have you ever seen Paper Moon? Have you ever seen paper, the the film? That was her first Oscar nomination, that, and she does a. Model. And that was the one with uh, Tatum with, O'Neill, uh, Ryan O'Neill, and, and yes. Tatum, and she won the what? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. hilarious. And she that. has this monologue about like getting bosoms someday, and it's just, it's just, it's a monologue that I have in my head, and I think about probably weekly. It is Madeline Kahn is everything. <laughs> so take that compliment for sure. Good to look that up. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's definitely great. Now I have to ask you a little bit about some of the cast members because I knew Brandy going into it and I knew she was going to, you know, be the person to start some conversations and stuff. But I was so surprised 
by Kate from Below Deck, Kate Chesson, and how I didn't really know much about her beforehand, but how she so openly did not want to be on the show anymore. And then she went so incredibly far. <laughs> Were you watching that live? What was that like? Because that must have been hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, she sort of in about episode three or four, she kind of just lost it. Brandy had gone. She was kind of on her own. She didn't, she was, you know, and some of the tasks were awful. And she just stopped. Like she sort of just was basically saying, I want out. Mm-hmm. And then she realized that she went out. She wouldn't get her fee. If she resigned, she wouldn't get her fee. So she just was trying to be, she, seriously. Oh, and then she was trying to be banished or, or murdered. Yeah. And the creators realized that, that she, they would, everybody would sort of not suspect her. And so they didn't want to kill her because she yeah. was, it would be too obvious. And then the people didn't want to banish her because they were so pissed off at her for not being a team player. They didn't want to let her have her way. So she was kind of stuck that she eventually sort of came around and it was a really lovely, she really loved her journey. In it. And also she's hilarious. It yeah. really had some great one-liners and her sort of spat with um Rachel Riley from Big Brother. Lovely. And but she said some terrible things to her about ha- having an outfit from community theater production and things like that. <laughs> I mean, the, I've never seen that on a reality show before. And I've watched a number of reality shows. I've never seen someone openly try to get off of the reality show as the cameras are rolling. It is it is unheard yeah. of and it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. <laughs> It was. It is, and then of course everyone's everyone's sort of going fuck you. We're not voting you. We're not letting you go. <laughs> it's so, so good. Uh, and then just when she was like she was doing a task and she was like little barrels and she had the list you know, to carry these barrels up a hill and everything. Yes. And she had the littlest barrels and she was just throwing them into the woods like she couldn't be bothered and just infuriating everyone. I mean, was, she was such a brat. I have to admit, I have the circle. I mean, every, you know, everyone has a circle. Every gay person has a circle of like the gay guys that are watching the same show at the same time. And we had this group text going on about how Kate has literally like now a gay icon just for throwing the barrels of money oh. on the ground. Just just blatantly yeah, just throwing. Totally. <laughs> who cares? Just who cares? Throw them around. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, and it's so and iconic. She, and she said that thing as well about uh I don't trust you. I don't trust what you, your, your, your uh, clothes choices. So why would I ch- trust you as a traitor? I mean, just, <laughs> just perfect. terrible and just great. Perfect. Now the yeah. other one I have to ask you about. And now is, she's having a baby. Did yeah. you know that she's having a baby? Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah, nice. Of, yeah. of, and also Brandy and her are teasing a, a, a different reality show, which I'm very here for. I'm very excited about. I think they should do something together. Oh, are they? Well, I heard that it's one. a gossip thing. Good. I don't know if it's actually confirmed or anything, but there's rumors. There's rumors that they're teaming up for something. And I hope it happens because that would be great television. You imagine. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. it. Yes, I can. Now, I have to ask you about one of my favorites, because this is the reason why I started watching the show, actually, was I really only knew you and her from Survivor, Sari. And Sari has like a huge, huge, huge Survivor fan favorite. And I went in because of the two yes. of you. And she, I mean, this sh- this is her show. Like, this is just her yeah. show. She's incredible. She's brilliant. And that last episode. I loved her. I don't want to give anything <sighs> away, but the tension that I felt, I, 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 I may have taken an anxiety pill. I was, I was so <laughs> anxious about it. What was it like? Was it as tense in the moment? Were you seeing her play this brilliant game throughout the whole show? Totally. I, I uh, yeah. And uh, and then before there's a thing that they 
we did they did neutralize interviewed the four remaining people that went into the last thing and that and of course i was saying to her oh my god you're just playing such a great game and you're you know and then what was awful but that that uh you know the others who weren't traitors yeah, yeah. thinking that everyone they think that everyone <laughs> else is, is a faithful and yeah Quentin and uh, and Andy and, and sort of telling me what they're going to do with the money and it was heartbreaking. I mean, hey, oh, great, good luck. And thinking <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, it was brutal. And so then to watch, you know, it sort of unravel, and then they got really mean. Like Quentin and Andy turned on on Siri, <gasps> and there was such a more that they didn't use in the show because oh, it got wow. quite. I I sort of went away back into the castle yeah. and in my little, and I was like, oh my god, that was brutal, and that's, and then. They said, Alan, get back down there. They're turning on you. You've got to go in and make them, wow. remind them it's a game and remind them. So it, was, it got really, I was like, and of course, it's a game. You both played a such a good game, but it is a game. It's called The Traitors. And the person who played the best game is the winner, the true winner, Serene. Yeah. And I had to say, please leave. Like that, that was my <laughs> thing. I would say to them to make them, please leave. Yeah. And they had to go. But it was... Uh, I mean, it got, it's 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 hard because, of course, they're going to take it personally. But in this bubble, they're completely obsessed. Yeah. And how can you not? But also, hello, the clues in the title of the game. You yeah. Know what you mean? Yeah. And also, you're against someone who, which is, if anyone going into this game has ever watched Survivor, you know, do not put anything against Sari. She will. She just does this. She does. And it's exactly what she did on Survivor, too. And she's so good at it. And to have her have that win Every single Survivor fan around the world was screaming. Yeah, so she was, I mean, I didn't know that, but when it started to come out and everyone said, oh, you know, Sri's in it, and she's like, she's like the the, the best Survivor winner that never won, or yeah, something yeah. people were saying, and she'd been in it several times, I don't quite understand how, but she, and I was so happy for her because she played a great game, and obviously, you know, the money would make a big difference in her life. Of course, and it, and I think that's the thing that with Ari, it would make less of a difference to his life. So yeah. he kind of was slightly forced into doing that. She played a clever game, but I thought that was, you know, good of him to do that. Yeah. But one that what I thought was crazy was that when he did that, right, and she was sort of saying, "Oh well, you know, it's some people it's easier for." They still like the other two, Quentin and Andy, didn't quite think. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is she doing that? Why is she doing? That's well, weird. They're lost in their game. Maybe she's a traitor. They didn't. They still didn't think. Yeah. yeah. Which is why she won. So that was brilliant. And what was funny was with Quentin because I was between him and Andy, and when Sari uh, said she's a traitor, mm-hmm. he he went like this, and there was a little bit of saliva going from his oh. top lip to his bottom lip, just like just stuck a little string of saliva. And I was upset. You know, like in The Good Wife, when she picks a bit of yes. the, the fluff off his... Uh-huh, yeah. It was like that, but it was a piece of saliva on Quentin's mouth. I just could not stop looking at it. And it just stayed there forever. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, wavering, wavering in the Scottish wind. Incredible. nuts. Well, I have two more questions for you, and I could not take this time cool. with you than, and not ask these questions. But your show with Miriam Margulies is like a nice Scottish hug. It's hard for me to get over here in Los Angeles, but I will scout it down and I will watch clips endlessly on anything that I can about this show. Uh-huh. Uh, that's nice. What, what is it about the two of you together that's so like endearing to people, do you think? I, th- I think we're just a funny, I mean, I think we sort of meet in the middle that we're both kind of anarchic or, you know, have, but we're also, we kind of bring each other in tow a little bit as well. I, th- yeah. I think of Miriam as, like a, an 82 year old woman who's a little girl yes. showing us our knickers. Yeah. And she's so naughty and she's, um, 
but she's also a darling and she's really caring and lovely as well. But she's her default thing is to sort of show her knickers. And so I think we and I, you know, I can be quite naughty as well, but I sort of I sort of pat her down. We actually the reason we're doing this is that we I was on we were both on the Graham Norton show mm-hmm. uh, right before the pandemic. I I was doing a play at the old Vic in London with Daniel Radcliffe, old, the Beckett's uh, Endgame, and we were on p- promoting that. And so Miriam was on, and she was sort of, you know, saying, do you have a foreskin? Things like that, you know, and <laughs> uh, trying to get a rise. And I'm like, oh, Miriam, stop it. And, uh, I, I read, you know, we've got to talk about bisexuality and all that. And yeah. it was just, you know, I was, people were kind of horrified that she's being so uppity, yeah. but also really admired the way that I would just, take her on yeah. and we also were having fun so yeah. then I was talking with this that the company who made the show about doing a travel show in Scotland and I said I don't want to do that thing when I'm standing here I am yeah. blah 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 and they said well maybe you know not the way to avoid that is to have someone else so it's a conversation and we're just eavesdropping and so I just I suggested Miriam because I just thought oh we had such a great rapport and I'd known her on and off for years but yeah. this was now I have this great sort of connection with her and we just spoke yesterday actually you're perfect. So, together. yeah, I Absolutely think we're going to do another one. I'm so excited about that. Well, my last thing to ask you is I'm a child of the 90s. I am obsessed. I was obsessed with you as a kid in the 90s. And especially with, you know, Josie and the Pussycats and Spy Kids, but then also Romy and Michelle and Spice World. And like, if you, you revisited your cabaret character, which is amazing on Broadway, if you had to revisit one of those like late 90s, early aughts films, characters, which one would you want? I'm going to vote for Romeo and Michelle. That's my vote. Well, I think that's the most likely to happen if it does. Like, you know, there's still there's sort of been a little uh, flurry in the rumours about about trying to get a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have, there have been rumours about a sequel for the past 25 years, I have to say. <laughs> so I wouldn't hold your breath. But uh, I mean, I would. that would be fun. But also, I really did like Wyatt and Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. That was a really crazy character. And I think there might be... I loved... I love that film and I love that people it's one of these films that nobody saw it at the time it was kind of marketed for the wrong audience and now it's one that people have caught up with over the years and are quite I mean I love I see people as me and Parker Posey for Halloween that's such a great thing to see yeah so great well thank you it's nice being a Halloween character (laughs) well there's probably a lot of characters from your past that people are for Halloween I have a feeling I have a feeling you have a whole rep a whole line of them Um, well thank you so much the Traitors host this year. Oh, I hope so. Maybe I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> be a good one. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, love it to talk to you. You know, I'm gonna need you to watch the Traitors because I I'm dying to know what you think of the show, but also I need more people to talk about the show with because not enough people are watching. Even though a lot of people are watching, I need more. I need to have more conversations about this show. So you can let me know. I'm at H. Allen Scott on everything. Find me there. And let me know just what you think of The Parting Shot in general. I would love to get your feedback. And thanks for listening to The Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, please leave a little rating and review and maybe share it on social media. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And while you're at Newsweek, be sure to subscribe to the For the Culture newsletter. It comes out for me every Tuesday and Thursday. On the next episode, I'll be chatting with Evangeline Lilly from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It's the new Ant-Man movie, which is so exciting. Of course, I had to ask her what it's like to be the child of Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas. I mean, she's not in real life. It's just like she's the movie child in Ant-Man. But still, if I had Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer as parents in the movie, I would just make it my reality. Wouldn't you? I mean, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. 
Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. Being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The Debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. <laughs> It's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling, and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.